You're listening to KMRO-FM Kamarocho Radio. Hey, I'm Jordan, and with me, as always, is the one, the only, Argyle. What's up? Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, this is the the second to last chapter of Yakuza 1. The we'll be done next week. The penultimate chapter of the worst video game in the series. series. <sighs> yeah. Kinda it's only going to get better from here. Come well, to accept It'll that. get better. It'll get better, and then it'll get a little worse, and then it'll get, depending on who you ask, either a lot better or a lot worse. Damn. And then it'll get better, and then it'll be, get real good, and then we'll be in Yakuza 7, I guess. Yeah, and or, we'll, no, we'll, we'll play Judgment. Judgment. We'll play the Fist of the North Star game. We're, That'll be a weird We're never going to play those fucking us. Samurai games. No, they'll never send those over to us. The PSP games. <laughs> come on. Come on, Scott. Come on, Scott. I know you have no decision over this. Oh, uh, yeah. I know, I know you do. This is... You do have decision over this. So, give me those fucking games, Scott. 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 I follow you on Twitter, Scott. Where's the... Where's Ishin? Where is Ishin, Scott? I'm not fucking around. We're just kidding. Thank you, thank you for all your hard work, Scott. I, I know it's not it's not your decision to make. This is Chapter Twelve Reunion. Chapter it's, Twelve uh, Reunion. Remember that boat from Yakuza Zero? Oh wait, actually, in Kiwami, it's called Reunited, and it feels so good. Fuck yeah! Hey, remember that boat from Yakuza Zero? This is actually a different boat. It's the same boat, though. You know, it's the same boat. Well, it's not. The, it's not the same. It's the same looking boat. It looks exactly the same. It, I no. I went back and looked. This is actually a significantly different boat. The textures are the same, surely. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I mean, the war. It's at the same. It's in the same location. Look the same. The, to be fair, it's in the same. Uh, this is wharf a significantly the, smaller boat. Like the 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 Nikio Consortium one was like fu- had like fucking three stories above deck. It was huge. This same one's. I mean, it's boat. still like big right like you should kill whoever big, owns this but like i think it i mean who owns this yacht is it kazuma possibly kazuma's boat is this kazuma's boat i think it's, is he sailing tarada's boat it might be tarada's boat so what have what the fuck happened last week to recap a little bit we what did we do oh last we week was, the, was last week the checked yeah last week was the shangri-la chapter that's right so we didn't really learn anything besides the fact that Cosmo is at this wharf. So never boat. mind. There was no reason to recap. Um, he's on a boat, just like that really fucking <laughs> funny song. Remember that one? <laughs> yeah, you referenced it in the the episode last week Twitter in post. our Twitter post. Yeah, I love it. Oh, uh, fuck, God. <laughs> dick in a box. <laughs> uh, we're at the wharf, and there's a boat there, and it's not the boat from Yakuza Zero, but it probably has some of the same textures. What chapter we were doing this week, folks? I jizzed in my pants. There you go. All right, we'll kill you. I don't know. There you uh, go. You know when Kiryu jumps off the boat later, he's not looking yeah. at that explosion. No. Hey, when he and you know what else he says? Yolo. Was that a Lonely Island song or was that something on SNL? I don't I, know. I don't know. I feel like a middle schooler right now. Um. So there's a big boat and uh, there's a guy on the boat and Kiryu walks up to him and then the guy says, "Oh, Kiryu, it's me, uh, Yukio Terada." And remember also, how? B- before you go on the boat, yeah, there's just some like weapon shops you can go to. Oh yeah, I remember that from. 
I think I'm pretty sure your combat sequence on boat is much bigger than my combat sequence on boat. It's a pretty, but... it's a pretty big one. You fight a lot. Oh of yeah, guys. so that's very funny. Um, so there's you walk up to the boat and and uh, Yukio Tirada is here. He's remember he's the uh, he's the what the captain or a captain in the Omi Alliance. Yeah, he's um, uh, head of headquarters. I'm you know me as the dub defender for some reason. I don't know how I took on this uh, unpleasant role. I will say, and I t- have definitely talked about it on the podcast before. The fact that they call it the Omi family in uh, Ugh, in the disgusting. dub is completely uh, like misleads the the player on exactly who the Omi are. The fact that they are so big that they could easily crush the Tojo clan whenever they want. They just kind of choose not to or have reasons not to. Uh, but yes, he's Terada of the Omi family, which yeah. is wrong. And he's here, and then he says, hey, Kiryu. Um, I'm just, uh, Haruka says, oh, that's the guy who rescued me in the batting yeah, cages. this is the plot and point I forgot that we it. both completely forgot, and Sam was dunking I, on us for... Yeah, Sam was dunking, my brother was dunking on us because uh, I forgot a thing that does, literally doesn't matter and never comes up again. Yeah. And never really came up in the first place. Oh, my, yeah, my Uncle Tarada, he saved me. Who gives a shit? Thank you, Uncle Tarada, who gives a shit? Uh, what, oh yeah, and then he takes us to Kazuma. Hey, Kazuma. Yeah, we, we, uh... You're like, well, why is some, you know, a higher up from the Omi Alliance helping Kazuma? And he he says, I owe Kazuma a debt I can never repay. We were both assassins. This will never come up again. Never. I think it probably contradicts with some things from the next game, but I don't know. Eh, I mean, it's, eh, it's vague well, enough that it, it doesn't really, honestly. I guess so. Uh, so, yeah, both of them were assassins buddies, um, and also Terada, Kazuma asked Terada to spy on the Tojo clan. and specifically... assassins, right? Cause... <laughs> Do you think they, they met when they just showed up to kill the same person at the same time? <laughs> yeah, they were both doing awkward. their individual hitman missions, and there happened to be another Agent 47 on the job. Well, <laughs> we know that, we know how Kazuma could move. And we also, the last time we saw an international hitman was uh, Lao Gui. So, are, you think that, like, Terada was, like, doing backflips and sliding around on pipes and shit? Yeah, I think, he, yeah, he's kind of let himself go these days, but I think, yeah, like, he's a 20 years guy. ago, he was he was doing so many fucking cartwheels and flips and shit. Terada looks like he no other guns. character in the series. He he fucking wields him like Zoro from One Piece. Yeah, that's Tirana's exactly what I was like thinking. This, this big like giant coat, and he's instead of like a tie on, he's just got a big white scarf. Yeah, it's very funny, very Hallmark movie of him. I like it. Looks I, like he's it's, about it's, to it's learn a good the look. meaning. He looks good in it. Tirada's about to learn the meaning of Christmas <laughs> in Kamarocho. Hey, it is Christmas. It is almost well, almost Christmas. Oh yeah, almost means Christmas means it's it not is, Christmas. It's not I know, Christmas. I know, I know. I know. Um, so, so then we, uh, finally meet Kazuma and he says, ah, Kiryu, good to see you for the second time in this video game. Allow me to tell you what this game is about in this cutscene. It won't, it won't, it will be bad, but it won't be as bad as the one in Yakuza 3 that's literally called The the Plot. plot. Yeah, this this is a pretty short cutscene. This is like... No, it's not bad. Yeah, it's like five minutes. And you, you get, like, some pretty big reveals in it. So it's, you know... Yeah. Uh, That's good. I so first off, just from the jump, he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna fill you in on what happened in the last ten years." One Mizuki, fake, doesn't exist. It's just Yumi. Have you figured? I it like out yet? 
uh, yeah, could you, did you did you fucking get it? Could you tell, could you tell from chapter three? When you for, when you fucking four? learn about Yumi, or when you learn about Mizuki and uh, and Reina says she looked exactly like Yumi, and then you go to uh, Aries Lounge and you look at the picture, and then Kiryu looks at Mizuki and he says, "Wow, I never knew that Yumi had an identical sister, but 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 we know that it's not Yumi because she has a tattoo, and Yumi would never get yeah, a tattoo. Yeah, she, t- she has a tattoo, and she looks much more like composed and mature than Yumi did." You she know, got a haircut unlike, and she got a tattoo. Yeah, you know, unlike somebody, you know, somebody might... Somebody could, we might know who I'm could change because of a traumatic... Yeah, it, it's almost... Yeah. Fuck, what am I trying to say? You're trying it, to say it's almost it's as if totally someone changed someone over 10 years. I know to change in 10 years. Yeah. There we go. I, could, I never know a person to change in appearance and personality in the 10 years that I, Kiryu Kazuma, have been in prison. Anyways, off to go fight my former sworn brother who now has his hair slicked back and wears a different suit. No, we we're not going to. I'm sure now. we're not going to fight. I'm sure we're not going to fight Nishiki next chapter. Um, Kazuma tells us that um, that uh, Haruka is Yumi's daughter and that yep. not Mizuki's. That was a big lie. And then Kiri says, uh, "Who? who's the dad? And then it's Kazuma Jingu. says, Jingu. Remember this guy? We mentioned him. We guy? forgot to mention. We forgot to mention Jingu in the chapter that they mentioned Jingu, and now we learn about Jingu. So yeah, no, we learn a lot about Jingu. Um, I I have a proposed rewrite because I hate this yeah, plot what's your point. Re- um, yeah, I'm gonna wait until next chapter to talk about it. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> we see a happy family picture of Jingu, Yumi, and Haruka, where Haruka's a baby. Jingu's like. He's a politician dude, and his biggest, like, notable feature is his giant, like, There's a big mole, mole on his right his square mole right in his forehead. forehead. Which, like, so every time you know, Austin Powers sees him, he goes, mole, 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 just like in the funny movie. Speaking, by the way, speaking of funny things, <laughs> fucking Austin Powers. <laughs> what were you saying? Yeah, no, I was just saying, like, um, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not going to hate on anybody for skin blemishes, but a mole right in the center of your forehead? I don't know, dude. It just seems to me, I mean, he is like a high class politician who is like a fucking president of the police now. So I don't know. Maybe he likes it. Maybe he owns it. Like it's valid if he doesn't want part of the face. I think just right in the center. It just it just doesn't look good. It does look very. I don't know where they got that that decision to to give him that mole, but. It, it, you know what it probably was is because beside besides that mole, Jingu just looks like no nothing. He looks like just an looks NPC, like, kind like of a an random old, older guy. Yeah, like it's just someone you run into walking around in in Kamurocho, So they just gave him a mole to make him more noticeable. Mm. So um, after we learn from Kazuma that after Yumi lost her memory, she uh, she went to the hospital. Or, oh wait, yeah, we we sorry. I let me correct that. After Yumi saw uh, fucking Sohei Dojima get murdered, she lost her memory from the trauma. Um, and yeah. then when Kazuma took her to the hospital, she basically woke up and ran awake. She had no idea where where she was. Yeah, and then he's like, she was on, she was operating purely on instinct at that point. So she went back to Sunflower Orphanage. I found her there and I took her in. So it's like, well, what was the point of like the part where she? Uh, ran away i'm trying to think because we get a lot of you know bullshit oh okay plot. Wait, wait, wait. The, oh, i, I remember mm-hmm. now the point of that is because yeah. uh uh cosma doesn't tell nishiki about this fact that he yes, finds he did. Yumi again yeah um i was just thinking about um we learn there's a lot of like plot you know bullshit uh 
fucking soap opera tropes that come up on mm-hmm. in this wonderful series that we both love. I'm thinking uh, long lost siblings. Um, there's faked deaths. There's identical twins. Yeah. Uh, is this the only time that a character has had amnesia in the series? Because I kind of uh... I think it might be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, I think so. I think this might be the only Makoto's, which like good. Like trauma induced blindness is kind of a similar thing. She had trauma induced blindness, but it's very different from trauma induced amnesia. Yeah, no, like it's it. Yeah, like it's it's a different yeah. thing, obviously, but it's like a, a similar trope, you know. It's very funny to see which tropes get reused and which don't. Because I was just thinking to myself, surely there's another person who has had amnesia. No, there's just you I know. Can't think of any. Oh, well, we'll we'll see we'll see which we'll see which ones get reused over and over again. Um, so Kazuma took uh took Yumi in, and he was just like, "Look at they, these photographs." Yeah. Every time I and do, he, they he make me laugh. <laughs> Um, he, he shows her a picture of, like, Nishiki the time he participated in, like, a hot dog eating contest and got covered in ketchup all over his white suit, and then she, like, flashes back to the night where, where, uh, Dojima died, and when she looks at the picture, she just starts, like, screaming and freaking out. Lightning. Lightning. Uh, Kuwabara, Kuwabara! Yeah, and 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 then Kazuma finds out that he knows the truth that Nishiki kills killed Doji. yeah looking at this looking at never tells nishiki like yeah you probably could have saved the dude like a lot of stress if you would have yeah i genuinely don't know why he did like what like because this is nishiki, this is like a few anyone... days presumably after the whole incident so it's like what yeah. what the fuck are you doing dumbass like well nishiki had to become evil so yeah let's get that one squared away i yeah i um well yeah i'm not gonna <laughs> talk try and soothe you know that son i hate that one this just means that i'm you know i'm vindicated and still liking the one that went to prison yeah that's the good one this is my success son and nishiki's my fail son and i did like directly push him into having his big breakdown but i mean look he's so cool and epic now so you can't really fault me did you see the scene where he slicked his hair back with that dude's blood pretty fucking cool um so kiri's like how the fuck did okay all right well she has amnesia how did she end up with with Jingu, is this like a fifty-first date situation? Was it kind of a existentially horrific comedy? Um, and what we learn is that Jingu is a you know like this shitty politician. Yeah, he had he had ties doing... to, to Sarah. Yeah. Sarah was like doing uh, doing like backroom deals to support him. Uh, and he Jingu visited the Tojo clan a lot. You know, he just hung around. He just hung out there. Yeah. I don't understand what this means in that like like. Obviously, Sarah's the third chairman, so he's at the headquarters. Yeah, the one that yeah. We've this been to this a really kind of confused me too. Does, the, does that mean that like Kazuma was taking Yumi to work with her? Like, was he taking her to the cool <laughs> boardroom meetings where they all sit? In, they all sit in the chairs together, and Yumi has a chair, and Jingu would come in, and he saw her, and he's like, "Wow, you're looking." <laughs> I saw you. I saw you with your amnesia sitting next to your dad in the boardroom meeting, and I just damn, I just want to get to know you, girl. Yeah, um, they fell in love just like that. Yeah, they fell in love. Uh, and <laughs> Kazuma, you know, they they you know they first met eyes. Jingu was coming over to play video games with Sarah, and you know they just they they hit it off just like that. Kazuma 
in his eternal quest to make the worst possible decisions, sees this, like, crooked politician who will do anything to rise to the top, who is now interested in Yumi, a vulnerable woman with amnesia, who has been, like, witness to a horrible traumatic incident, and he says, I think it would be good for, like, I think personally, I, Kazuma, think that it would be very good if they got married and, and had a kid. I can't possibly see how this would ever go wrong. Well, I mean, the, okay, so she has the guy's kid. Uh, and yeah. but they don't get hitched because Jingu gets uh, like a marriage proposal like set up with the prime minister's daughter, and that gets yeah. him a ton of power. It's and, like how it's like how uh, Chris yeah. Pratt divorced his wife and then immediately got engaged to fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter. Ugh. It's the exact same thing. Oh uh, yeah, I love um, to think about Chris Pratt. Um, Chris Pratt by the, when he when he enters politics is going to be oh, real God. cool. Um, yeah, but and then they're like, and then Jingu changed. Like, who gives a shit? He was probably an asshole before. <laughs> I'm crying. I'm crying for poor Jingu. He, absolute he had all power, power corrupts now, absolutely, but he didn't earn it. So he he did anything to you know the the ends justified the means. Is this is this supposed to be a parallel? But because like with Kiryu, well, I guess it wasn't for the original game, but with with Nishiki, he inherited Kiryu, he got the family that Kiryu was supposed to get, that he definitely didn't earn. And so he had everything to prove, and that's why he went sicko. And Jingu got handed a p- position of power, and he also it's didn't It's a parallel, it. it's a pretty fucking bad one. It's a really bad one, especially because I think that the Nishiki parallel was created in a different game, so <laughs> probably isn't that. Uh, I just, like, do not care about Jingu. Yeah, who, I mean, yeah, truly, who gives a shit? But Kazuma says that, like, you know, Jingu le- left, they they weren't married, so it was whatever, and Kazuma was looking after Yumi and Haruka, and one day, uh, Sarah got a call from Jingu, and then we get a cutscene with Sarah, um, which is the first and only time that we ever actually see him in this game. Yeah. Uh, and he's just like, hey... Jingu says, I'm in deep shit. I need you to take care of something for me. Uh, this reporter found dude. out. This could destroy my politi- my like political career. They found out that I had an ex and I killed this reporter because of it. He found out that I was in multiple relationships in my life. This is unacceptable. Damn. This is awful. Um, so Sarah and Jingu... Dispose the body, and Sarah says they like, dispose oh, of the I body in the same like forest that uh, Nishiki took Kiryu before he was going to shoot him. Oh yeah, that does seem to be where they are, doesn't it? Especially um, in Kiwami. Especially in Kiwami, is it like the same? Whatever, it's not exactly the same, games? but it's just like vague foresty area. Sarah burns all the evidence, so I'm sure that like a dead missing reporter and a bunch of you know burned whatever in his house isn't it's fine. Set off any it's alarm. Fine. It's fine. And then Sarah and Jingu is just like, Sarah, you would do anything for me, right? We've known each other for so long. We're best bros, right? We're best bros, just like Kiryu and Nishiki. I need you to do one thing. There's two other people that I need you to kill for me. And he's just like, he wants Sarah to murder Yumi and Haruka. Yeah, so... Surely, surely Sarah, the, uh, you know, the kind of well-composed uh, sort of driven yakuza that we met in yakuza zero would not be willing to undertake a mission to murder a woman and her child would he so he sends an assassin to go kill haruka and yumi <laughs> uh at kazuma's well, house 
Yeah, he takes he Kazuma's like napping in his bed. Um and yes, Sarah Masari Sarah, beloved Yakuza Zero character, uh who protected Makoto Makimura, um, and did all this good stuff. He was fucking epic. He shot the gun out of Dojima's hands. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. And now he's uh hired a, an assassin to kill a baby for him. Look, I guess what I'm saying is that Sarah's a fucker. Yeah. Masari Sarah? What a fucker. Kind of a fucker. Um, yeah, but uh, Kazuma, Kazuma stops the, the assassin before he can shoot the Yumi. Uh, and he's like, Sarah, why would you do this? And Sarah's in the room. <laughs> yeah. He's just hanging out. Sarah's like watching. What is he doing? Why did you? He's just like. Why did you Why is he him? there? He's just like, I gotta make sure you do it right. I, it's it's I like one of those things. I expected Kazuma to do it. And he was like, well, I don't want to get shot by Kazuma. So I'll get this other guy to do it. And I'll just watch. <laughs> It's one of those things that's like, if you're going to kill someone, you need to look them in the eye as you do it. And and But Sarah didn't, but he also wants to like make a loophole where he's like, well, I didn't do it, but I also did watch it happen, and I did look them in the eye when it happened. I don't know. Sarah's there to watch the assassination because he's a fucking sicko, and uh, before it happens, yeah, Kazuma walks in. It's that guy's and... quarter, like, quarterly review, so he's just like... Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's just observing. He's taking observations, look... Look, just pretend I'm not here, okay? You getting shot in the back, that is going to go on your your review, young man. Probably not doing great. Uh, You are dead. Not good. I I can't promise you're going to get a raise at this point. We might have to replace you, because you are, you are, you know, your, your soul has departed from this earth. Um, so, so Kazuma kills this guy, or, like, shoots him a bunch. I don't know if he dies. Probably. He just shoots him once, and we don't see the guy die. He's just kind of, like, and crouched there for the rest of the Ow! Oh! Ow! Uh, he didn't mash X hard enough to stand up. And the gun and bullet, uh, awaken memories in, in Yumi, and she remembers everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, so... Sarah and Kazuma work together uh, to forge a new identity for Yumi. Uh, do you think that Do you think that Yumi is like a little hesitant to work with uh, with Sarah, seeing as how he was just sitting there watching her about to be killed and her baby about to be no, killed? No, it's fine. Kazuma, you know, changed. Oh, Ka- changed yeah, Kazuma. Tr- if Kazuma Kazuma trusts him, so yeah, it's, that's just it's yeah. cool. It's fine. Uh, so yeah, they make this new identity for Yumi, they put, they, they stick Haruka in Sunflower, uh, to, to hide the both Reminder of, them of from last chapter Jingu. with the, the, the last chapter with the counterfeiter, and she said, I made it, Kazuma had me make a new identity for someone. This would have been maybe a little more interesting if it had br- been brought up, uh, more than one chapter before we get the payoff for this, but we're trying our best, okay? Maybe. Um, Maybe. Um, and then we learn, Kiryu's like, uh, can you tell me, I remember the one thing on the back of the box that, like, the game was about in the trailers was 10 billion yen. Can you tell me about that, Kazuma? Oh, yeah. He, he's, he says, uh, well, the 10 billion actually belonged to Jingu, and then there's a, a Tarada runs in, and he's like, oh, the Shimano family's attacking. Kaboom! And the, the boat shakes. Uh, yeah. And so you have to, Tarada's gonna get Kazuma and Haruka to safety, and you just have to, like, hold off the Shimano family. We just go, like, straight into combat. Yeah. So for you, I think, if I remember correctly, it's a big, long combat sequence. I think, doesn't it take you through the boat as well? No, like, like, it's just a small boat, so you're just, you'd fight, like, 
10, 10 guys or something on, on the deck and then it's over. Yeah. Like it, it's not. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's the same for me. I, I think there's, long. yeah, there's some guys like you can go around to the back of the boat and there's like a guy throwing grenades and a guy with a gun or something. But oh, like, yeah. you don't, I think you probably have to go there to end the fight. Uh, like if you, if, if you yeah. some you know, cause you're probably just going to stick to the front of the boat. Yeah. But like, I guess if you save them for last, you probably have to go and get them, but whatever. Cool combat. Yeah, it's um, fine. There's a there's another guy with a big power saw, like from that uh, one uh, scene. Yeah, there is a guy. Zero. I remember that from. I do remember that from Kiwami. Yeah, that guy's not there. Uh, there are some fun deck umbrellas that you can hit people with. That's oh, kind of really? Exciting. That's not in Kiwami. Yeah. Um. Oh, and guess who else is here? Oh, did we say who's attacking the boat specifically? The Shimano family. I, I said. It. Yeah. Okay, we did say that. Yeah. So Shimano is here. It's Michael Madsen again, which is really funny. Um, I think in in the game he still has a big scratch on his head because of the, the <laughs> shaving scene, which is really good. He has a big Band-Aid, like in Yaku- that guy from Yakuza 0. Um, I like that these guys are just blowing up a boat by throwing grenades at it. Yeah. There's something really funny about, like, about just that being the way that they sink this boat. I mean, what Especially because grenades... Well, grenades I guess hit don't, with a rocket launcher, but... Grenades don't explode... In, they don't really create a shockwave, they just create a bunch of shrapnel yeah, that yeah, goes into just, you, so... Yeah, it's just a frag grenade, but it's I mean, really a it, it's a video game, they do whatever you want. Oh, okay, it's video game sin. Gun sin, ding! This isn't how guns work. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, typing up an entry on IMFDB right now. Yeah, this is so You're sad. You're gonna hear from me, Mr. Nagoshi. <laughs> we know how grenades work, Nagoshi. Your video game, your career is over. Um, Kiryu does action jump off the boat as it explodes, and hey, he doesn't look at the explosion, so. Yeah. Just saying. I, I already said it. Um. Yeah. Yeah, presumably killing all of the Shimano guys that were on board that you just knocked That's out. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, and also, you know, Kazuma and Haruka Shimano's and fine just and... blowing up all of his, his own Yeah, he's goons. a sicko. He's a, he, Shimano is not a sicko. Shimano was just very bad at his job. Kind of the Date of, of Yakuza. He just kills his own guys he betrays the tojo clan very blatantly like once per game um he works with a guy from the omi alliance all the time and he loves it and then he also kills the captain of the omi alliance in yakuza zero which just seems like an easy way to start a war but whatever um he's here and he uh pulls off his shirt and he's got a tiger tattooed on his back and i forgot that's what was on him yeah yeah, uh, Kiryu emerges from the ocean. He is entirely dry. Don't worry. Uh, he's, he's not wet at all. Oh, for me, uh, Kiryu did not even land in the ocean. He gra- he was grabbed onto the to the pier. I, like, yeah, he, no, like, I, I see that too. Like, he doesn't actually get out of the ocean. You don't see that happen. No, I but think he just... it's so I fucking th- far from the boat that it's like... It, it like, eight he jumped foot off horizontal the, the leap point of the boat and then somehow, like, went that far and then grabbed onto the ledge that's off to his side like he curved the bullet of his body it, it it's kind of an absurd jump which honestly i mean we've seen him do absurd jumps before but it's like i i figured he had to have landed in the water first but also like there's no way that he could have gotten up to that ledge from the water because it's too high off the water line so i don't, I don't know kiryu, i don't fucking know kiryu can do a lot of things that's one fact he can jump out and of the, the water fact, like a fish and also not get yeah. wet. Well, you know, Kiryu doesn't get wet. Water just gets Kiryu'd. 
That's wow. Putting cool. that on a yeah, t-shirt. Yeah, fuck yeah. He, I do all my own stunts. He says, um, Shimano has a big sword. And he I just is. I just want to talk. Shimano's so fucking wide. He is a large man. Like he's a real big chungus. Like I'm not. I'm not going like. Oh, he's funny. He's fat. No, he's he's just large. He's just big. He's not fat. He's got. He he doesn't look like a human. Like all the other Yakuza characters, for the most part, look relatively normal. Like Kiryu has a weird face, just in terms of like he looks like a video game PS2 character for his whole life. Uh, but, like, you know, Kazuma looks normal, fucking Floris looks normal, Date looks normal, uh, and Majima looks like a weirdo, but he's a pretty normally proportioned man. And then Shimano is, like... like if, you, if Sato, looks the, like, the guy on Twitter, like, drew Shimano, it would just look normal. Yeah. Shimano looks like a normal character on a balloon, and then you inflated the balloon too much, and he... Yeah. He's uh he's Barnacle Pete. He dances at the he dances for nickels on the pier. He's um, twelve feet across. Yeah, twelve feet across, six feet tall. I mean, we were talking um, to Sarah, you know, on you know, a few chapters ago the, about how, you know, she loves how wide everyone is in these games. By that metric, Shimano is the best character in the entire series. Shimano famously is our number one favorite. Number one, Futoshi Shimano. He is really cool in the games that he's in. Um, and he also, uh, he killed that one guy at the end of Yakuza 0, number one. Wow. Uh, he talks about how Tirada betrayed, he's like, you betrayed, pretended to betray, betray Nishiki, but I saw it through your bullshit. I'm Michael Madsen, this is how I talk. I tracked you to the docks. Here we are. I got a cool, I'm, I'm the one with the tiger on my back. There's no other character with this tattoo. It's my original design. Um, and then, yeah, that's fine. Uh, oh, and then, uh, uh, he's just like, oh, right, no, this part rules. Uh, he's talking to Kazuma and he's like, I gotta kill you all. Sorry, it's nothing personnel, kid. And then Kazuma's like, no, you, I'm calculation master, Shimano, There's my this, brother. Okay, were, just a second, just a second. I, I'm, I want to yeah. post a, uh, an image that I, I had to go get because I spotted it while I was watching yeah, this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, fucking Smug Kazuma. L- look at this Oh my god, made. look at him fucking a, Smug Kazuma. a split Kazuma. second. He, he... Uh, he's, he's making... He does fucking Theon smirk because he just got kicked in the balls, but he doesn't have any. So he's just like, hmm, <laughs> you forgot one thing, Shimano. It's that I'm fucking Shintaro fucking Kazuma. That's what he says. And it, and then that goes on a shirt too. And uh, just when he says that, uh, Kashiwagi, who I can't stress this enough, in Yakuza 1 for the PS2, is a little baby boy. He's got a baby voice. He's got a baby face. <laughs> Excuse he's me? Barely. Yeah, he doesn't. He's not like a middle aged man with a big. Well, he. I mean, he's got a scar on his face, but like. Just the way he's rendered and the way he's voice acted, he's like, I'm Kashiwagi. Hey, Shimano, got some Christmas presents for you. <laughs> and then he starts throwing grenades. He does not look like the age that he's supposed to be. Yeah, so w- once again, the Kazuma family's here. They they are in their trucks. They drive up. It, it, this happened in Zero! This did happen in Zero. It? it was a different kind of truck, but yeah, it, it did happen in Zero. Um, I don't know why I'm pointing out it was a different kind of in the truck. Sa- well, because it was in the same location, and it was the it was Kashiwagi shows up in a truck full of guys at the last minute to help defend a boat. Yeah, it was cool this then, fucking- it's cool now. 
I guess so. Well, they're not they're not defending the boat at this point. The boat's done for. Well, they're, they're def- well they they were there to sorry, they were there to attack the boat. Sorry about your boat, Tarada. Yeah, sorry, Tarada. But he just starts throwing like grenades and he's just like got also, some Christmas did, presents. Did you did you notice that when uh the like Kashiwagi and the boys get out of the truck, like there's like it, the camera like lingers on the the Kazuma family just a little bit too long to where it's like it starts to get uncomfortable. We don't we don't want to be intimately it's, familiar. It, with yeah, guys. it's just like you're just looking at the guys standing there for like three seconds, nobody's <laughs> saying anything, and it's like what, what, like I. Well, those guys were uh, friends of the directors, so they got to have a little <laughs> cameo appearance, and you know he told them to hold the shot for a little longer so they could be on screen more, you know, for their mm-hmm. next time they try to get an acting gig. Um, then as as the the fucking uh, Cosmo family shows up. Uh, Michael Madsen says, Ah, your family finally grew a set of balls. Let's have a boss fight! Again! But also, I have a sword this time. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Just a sec. I want you, I want you to watch this and just see if you Let agree me see. with I me see. that I this see is just, this. like, a little bit too long. Like, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, post this. It is time stamped. Okay, let's see. God, he does say Christmas in the cutscene, huh? Yeah. It's almost Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> they're, just, they're just standing there. Oh my god. Yeah, you see what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's really funny. They're just like... He's just like, hey, check this out. I got a Christmas present for you. They're just like, huh? What? Did you want us to say something? Or Actually, you like, want us to like do a pose or like make noises? We're not, like, we're not no, union no. We can't okay. like, say anything. No? Okay. <laughs> what if they had done a fucking like tokusatsu pose, like the Kazuma family? <laughs> they all like yeah, they do. God. They they're like the fucking Ginyu Force. It would be good actually. Uh, we fight Shimano. Does Shimano keep his sword for the whole fight for you? Or no, can no. Can you knock he, it out of his hands half, immediately? Halfway through, he drops the sword and goes back to Mister Shakedown moveset. Oh my god. In in Yakuza 1, you can just hit him enough and then pick up his sword and use it. Oh, that's kind of wicked. Whenever he drops the sword in Kiwami, it just breaks. The other thing about um, Kachiwagi and this impactful scene where he shows up is that the Dojima, or not the Dojima guys, the uh, the Kazuma guys do absolutely nothing to help. They yeah. are basically just kind of lagging behind the crowd, punching at the air, they suck. missing... They kind of suck shit. Yeah, there's really like ten anything. Shimano goons. You gotta take them out. It's know. not bad. It's not it, bad. Shimano's fight. sword move set. It's like it's nothing to write home about. He's pretty bad with the sword. Um, he's got like three. Moves. Good, I don't. Did I talk about um something that was kind of cool, which was um for the whole game using swords was kind of bullshit because Kiryu just kind of whacks people with him like a baseball bat. Yeah. Uh, but then if you go to uh the first thing that fucking uh. What's his name teaches you? What can I think of his name? Komek- Komek- uh, Komaki. Komaki. Yeah. God. Yeah. yeah I was the first thing he teaches too. you is uh, is how to use a sword. And he's like, you wield your sword so poorly, just like you're going to whack something with it. Here. Here's how you use it. And then once you do that training, Kiryu has better sword animations. Like, he, yeah, he actually and that slices with them. For the rest of the series, too. Like the, yeah, it's good. I actually really like that. Whereas you so couldn't... Using... You, of course, you use swords... Uh, very uh you just whack with them in zero as well it's funny mm-hmm. um that yeah in kiwami that's the second lesson after the shot stopper so it's good uh, that like it's good that 
uh, fucking Shimano drops a sword that I can actually use that because swords don't really come up all the time. Yeah. A little rare treat. Um, but yeah, the fight isn't really anything to write home about. Nothing particularly egregious. He fights like Mr. Shakedown and Kiwami again, so mm-hmm. this will be the last time we see that moveset. That's not a joke. I'm not doing like a haha, just kidding. Yeah, no, that's, no you actually don't no see one fights that because like, it originated yeah, in yeah. Zero, and then mm-hmm. it was in Kiwami, and then after that they went to the Dragon Engine, so. Yep. Which, I so mean, we, I kick Shimano's, we kick Shimano's ass again. There you go. Done. Yeah, pretty easy. Um... Yeah, you go to the cutscene, Shimano's on the ground, and uh, not for the last time in the series, uh, Kiryu turns his back on an opponent who is by no means incapacitated. I get so angry every time he does this. It's, like, so clear. Shimano is already looking like he's gonna do something sicko when he when he goes on the ground, and Kiryu's like, Alright, well I've defeated my honorable opponent, time to turn around, time to go talk to my good friend Kazuma. Time to and take then a she... long sip of coffee and turn yeah. my back on I you. hope no one. I hope no one throws a grenade at anyone I care about. It sure would be a shame if one of my loved ones died right now. It sure would be a shame if someone killed someone from off screen in the Yakuza game. Uh, it sure, but it really just w- really put a ha- hamper on my day if, like, you know, in this moment of triumph, I I lost someone I love, you know? I sure do love... Here's two people I love. I love my new daughter, Haruka, and I love my dad, Kazuma, who's my good dad, and I hope nothing happens to either of them. So Shimano throws a grenade at, at Haruka because he's a sicko, and I do love that once he does that, the second he throws the grenade, Tarada just fucking blasts yeah, him. Yeah, he fucking, like, he just, you know, just quick draw, just, <laughs> blah, just right, like, four blah, blah, bullets blah, blah, blah. right and in then, the chest. And then we see Shimano, he's dead, and he's just smiling like a fucking, <laughs> god, you, what a piece of shit, rested shit, Shimano. Can we get the circus music? Yeah, I guess I'll play, the, the, yeah, guess I'll play music, the please. Yeah, we'll play the circus music. I'm trying to like reflect on what Shimano well, let's see. Shimano tortured Majima for a year and then stuck him with fucking uh that one guy, Piss Boy, in the Grand. And then he uh tried to get the empty lot to the Omi Alliance, got away with it, then he tried to get the ten billion to the Omi Alliance, and then he died. He not only get got away with it, he murdered like one of the top people in the omi alliance and then got his sworn brother like pinched for it in any other game in the yakuza series if you uh tried to betray the tojo clan to the omi alliance and then also killed the captain of the omi alliance it would be an apocalyptic event for the tojo clan yeah but no i did one of those like, things it yeah. was just like oh actually my brother did it and he's in the omi yeah, alliance so it's fine and he just got fucking shot Sakawa was a piece of shit, but I do feel bad for him because he had to be fucking Shimano's Kyodai, yeah. which is about as bad of a situation as you could ever be in. Um, But don't worry, I know we've been leaving this grenade being thrown at a child situation, but thankfully Kazuma, he's on point. He shields Haruka with his body and takes the blast, and now he's gonna die, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, uh, he, uh... Yeah, he dies on top of Haruka. Haruka is fine. Like as soon as you yeah, walk up, Cosmo's like, "Don't worry, the the child." Don't is worry, fine. it's good. It's I protected the child. I with went my to body. the same medical school that Date did. I know. I know how to say. <laughs> it's okay. It's only skin deep. Put some <laughs> peanut butter on it. Curious, she'll be fine. <laughs> um, I gotta tell you, Kiryu, Before I die, I need to tell you a secret. 
I've got a brother. You never knew him. His name was Makoto. Um, okay, let's sell the real. Let's sell the two real. What I think Kazuma has three, three confessions. Kazuma's confessions. Okay, yeah. So, uh, first off, uh, yeah. The, Hashtag the, Kazuma the, confessions. Yeah, the ten billion was Jingu's, and Kazuma, Yumi, and Sarah they stole it in order to like out Jingu. So Jingu was laundering money for a shady purpose that we will not learn about. And for, apparently all days. 10 yeah. billion of the doll, the yen that they had in the Tojo clan safe, all of it was Jingu's. All of it was Jingu's. And so yeah. like, we'll learn Tojo about clan, what it was for eventually. Like, what was yeah, there? Yeah, does that, yeah. Tojo clan had zero dollars in the bank. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Absolutely a disaster. Um, we then get into the we get into another cutscene where uh where Kazuma uh says to he's talking to Sarah and he says like, Hey, if we do this you'll be in danger and you need to go into hiding. And Sarah pulls out a knife and he says, uh Hey, uh Sh- it's very clear that if I leave, Shimano and Nishiki will try to take over. So yeah. I'm the chairman of the Tojo clan, so I'm not gonna Run and hide. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to introduce the thing. This is, this is uh, because of Masaru Sarah's will, which was another yeah. thing, like another MacGuffin that got brought up in uh, several chapters ago. Um, and then we see Sarah stamp his will, and he says, "Like here, I'm giving, I'm entrusting this to you in case I get gunned down in the street at the beginning of this video game." Yeah. Uh, and then uh, yeah. also Yumi is at Ares. Yeah, go so. to Ares. She's in danger. Yeah, Yumi's in danger. Um, she also curious, like, why did she get involved? And then Yumi, apparently Yumi volunteered yeah, she to volunteered help them herself. steal the money. Um, and then we've learned the last, Kazuma's <laughs> last twisted confession. For, yeah, so he gives Kiryu the, uh, the will and he says, this is the, this is the future of the Tojo yeah. clan. It's in your hands. And you want to tell, you want to tell us what, uh, what Kazuma t- tells Kiryu Kazuma before he dies? reveals the thing that we've kind of, we, we've kind of been poking at for, you know, the whole t- the whole time we've been doing the show, uh, he yeah he um he murdered Kiryu's real parents. So Kazuma is an assassin, and Sunflower Orphanage is the orphanage that he created to house the children of the people that he murdered. Um, I love this revelation because it's so dumb and very funny. And uh, and the other thing I only just today thought about is that that means Kazuma killed Yumi and Nishiki's parents too. Oh yeah, you really didn't think about that. I think about um, it. I, sure I think about it. Do. I'm thinking about it. Uh, and then as Kazuma dies, or as uh, Kazuma dies, Kiryu's like, "You may have no, you didn't kill my parents because you were my dad." I, yeah, I still thought of you as my true. father. I always thought which, of you as my true father. Um, I I mean, whatever your feelings may be on that that you know that statement, uh, I will say. The voice acting and Kuwami. Yeah, I like I like fucking, whenever Kiryu he fucking delivers on it. Um, whenever his voice cracks gets to really do emotions. good. Whenever he uh, yeah, he he this he is says father. This is uh oh, we need to do our ranking. What is uh what is Kazuma's death? Is that I would say that's like top. I think for I think for uh, Takaya Kuroda's acting alone, I would put it as like top five Yakuza yeah. status Yakuza death. Yeah, I number like... one is. Number one, I have I have a definite number one. Like skip to the but, end of that video I I, I posted and and just like give yeah. it a listen. Let's see, let's see what he's let's see what he's bringing the hotness. 
Let's see. T oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There he goes. Yeah, he's he definitely has got that emotion. Damn, Kiri's voice actor is so good. I love him. So, yeah, Cosmo killed Kiri's parents, which is really funny. I uh, I always like, not to, like, jump ahead too far in the series, that, uh, that Kiri kind of has to reckon with this across the next few games and... Just idly over over the rest of the, the series. The fact that Cosmo killed on. a lot of fucking people. Yeah, the, and like, uh, he says this now, but in later games he's like, yeah, my relationship with my dad is really complicated. Uh, you know, he's kind of a bad person. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he says this now, but his opinion on Cosmo will change over time as he as he processes what he has yeah, just learned. Yeah, like, as much as he admires Cosmo, like, he does, like, he never... It, it does become a thing that Kiryu never kills anyone. I feel like that is kind of a refutation of who Kazuma was. Oh, yeah. Um, um, and goddamn, I will be excited to talk about Yakuza 7 in a million years because of uh, the very interesting way that that game kind of plays with a similar relationship that is very deliberately yeah, supposed yeah, to be yeah. like... Oh, God, I feel like it's, it's handled so, so much good. better in 7. It's too. so much better in yeah, that game. See, um I mean, we'll probably, we'll get to it whenever we get to it, but, like, 7 in a lot of ways, it has a lot of parallels to this game, yeah, it's, and it's, it, it's, it does it so much better. <laughs> I know, it, it really does. That's Every time I think about this, I think about the things that they did in uh, in 7 that are kind of parallels to Kiryu's story, and I just think, God, fuck, it's so much better in this game. Yeah. Oh, man. What a good game. And this game is not great, but it's, uh, it, it's whatever. Uh, this is a fun moments. chapter. It's got its moments. I, I like... Like I said, I like I this. Think, uh, like I the think whenever the plot gets to, of this scene, yeah. is good. I think whenever the plot gets to happen, it's okay. Like, uh, yeah. like the the actual thing with like Nishiki and Kiryu and the ten billion and Yumi. That's all. That stuff's all right. It's yeah. just it just barely ever actually. And I'll gets I'll get to, to my fucking rewrite that I want to talk about. Uh, oh yeah, next chapter. Is this it? next chapter? All right. Yeah, I won't let you forget. So that's it. Um. And what is the next chapter called? It is called cha Finale, The End of Battle. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible name. I thought I think it's a good name. Shut up. The End of Battle. I mean, yeah, fine. It's not true at all. We're going to be covering, no. you know, last, last... Two, the, the next week after that. And chapter, chapter 12. Again, spoilers, but like. Chap chapter 13, Kiryu's Retirement. Yeah, definitely. For real this time. Um. No, yeah, we'll be covering the finale. Get hype! It should be called like Yakuza Kiwami Chapter Thirteen, like the oh, I, I was gonna say Dragon and Cart, but that's we already did that one. Yeah, that call was Chapter it, like, Seven. Brotherhood. They could call it like a boss fight on a tower. They could call it like uh, I don't know, the case of the ten missing ten billion. Uh, next chapter is actually pretty fucking good, though. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. good shit we get, we get some nice real week. fucking good moments in in the finale. This is this is my thing with Yakuza One is is that uh, is that as much as I don't like this game, uh, I whenever I think about it, I just think about like the last few things that happen in it. I'm like, this is fucking yeah, pretty fucking, fucking good. good, pretty fucking good game. So be excited for us to have a fun time next week. Except for uh, that next chapter also has the worst boss fight in the entire. Yeah. Well. Hmm. It's either the worst boss fight or it's the second worst fight in the boss fight in the series, only because another game tried to make this remake this fight and make it worse. 
<laughs> but no, next week has... Oh, I, I'll put it down which, as the number... Which one huh? are you even talking about? It's the one in Yakuza 4. The final boss oh, in Yakuza 4. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. a remake of this fight, but they yeah, took kinda. all of the things that are annoying about it and then made multiplied it by, like, six. Yeah, I can't wait to see what it's like in the original game. Oh, my God. Uh... I I don't know. I it it can't be worse than it was in Kiwami, right? We'll see. Who knows? We'll see. I'm excited though. It'll be fun. Um, that's the chapter for this week. Let's do some. Let's go to the Twitter, shall we? You got any questions? Yeah. Let's see. We had oh, a yeah, we have we, a few. We had a couple. Yeah, we got some questions. So we have a Twitter. It's at Kamarocho Radio, and I make a post whenever I remember to do so about our episode and you can respond and answer a question ask us a question that we will answer here's a question from friend of the show sue at sue makes art on twitter which oh this is because i i ask several several questions about boats Mm, yes um this question says uh which yakuza characters own boat shoes okay so uh i think kazuma probably has some i think kazuma probably has some on the weekends Um, Date would own a pair of boat shoes if he was more successful in life and became, yeah. like, a shitty boat dad. I feel like his... he probably does own some. Like, obviously he doesn't have a boat, but he, he does own some, and he's, like, aspirational. He dreams of a boat. Yeah, yeah, like, he he says, one, he, he one gets day like, I'll wear this on my boat. He gets, like, yachting boat. magazines. Oh, my God. He does. Ugh. Um, I feel like Shinji... Shinji pre-trenchcoat epic Shinji. Like, when he was just, like, a horny rich guy... <laughs> like, he was just a rich young Yakuza. He probably owned a boat and some boat shoes. Oh, also Terada, obviously. Yeah, Terada. Like, he, he's... He, I think Can, he's we, big on we only know We only know Terada in the in the wintertime. You know, it's Chris, almost Christmas, so he's wearing his big coat and his scarf. In the summertime, that guy is wearing fucking cargo shorts. He's sipping he's mimosas. Fucking, yeah, he is he's having... He's got sunglasses he's on. He's living... Oh my god. Summer Terada, He's please. He's out on that boat. He's tanning. He, he's living his best life. Do you think Majima, like, like when he cuts loose, you know, like in, in Majima Everywhere, some, once you get to a certain point, they say that Majima just needed a break to go on vacation. Do you think he, he would he would maybe put on, you know, trade his snakeskin jacket for an open ho- open chest Hawaiian shirt and maybe a pair of boat shoes? Yeah. It's possible. Yeah, maybe. I think so. And then the secondary question from Sue, which is, which character do you think best embodies the Jimmy Buffett lifestyle? I say Tirada for no reason other than I think it'd be really funny. Tur- do you think Kazuma's a parrot about- head? Do you- what? Oh, a parrot head? Do you head? think Kazuma's a parrot head? Uh, no, I think he only listens to, like, classical music and, mm. like, se- like, classic rock. Like, he's listening to Beethoven or Steve Miller Band, and that's it. What about, ooh, what about Kashiwagi? Kashiwagi might, yeah, he would wear boat Kashiwagi shoes might sure. Oh my, oh my god. god, Kashiwagi's living the Jimmy Buffett lifestyle. I'm trying to think of like, I feel like there's definitely some characters in later games, like especially Yakuza Three, of course. Um, Half the characters in Yakuza Six are just Jimmy Buffett, Margaritaville patrons. So, <laughs> like, I mean, basically Yakuza Six takes place in the Japanese version of the fucking like. Uh, American beach town that Jimmy Buffett like embodies. So, well, I mean, Yakuza Three. A lot of it is in Okinawa, beautiful. That's true too. Yeah, Kiryu kind of becomes a Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, like kind of. He doesn't wear boat shoes even then. Um, No, like he's still wearing. He's wearing like brown loafers at that point, but no, uh, close enough. 
I, I feel like there's definitely some other characters in Okinawa who would and probably would love to go to a Jimmy Buffett concert. <laughs> the fucking politician that Kiryu plays golf with in that game. <laughs> oh my god, um, yeah. Yeah. So here's one from a friend of the show, Mike underscore Dawson. It's oh, from our damn. good friend Dan, who says, uh, what sort of people do you think Kiryu's parents were? What a powerfully charged question that is. Yeah. So, whoever, okay. Whoever, uh, what do we know about yeah. Kiryu's parents? They were killed by Kazuma. That's literally it. Like, so it's like, I guess they were like, probably, they had some underworld connection if that, if they were assassinated. Um, well, actually, one thing, you know, Kiryu's, uh, let's just say birth parent, not real parents i was gonna make a joke about how kazuma was his real parent mm. um one of them had to be large right because kiri's you get your largeness genetically right yeah, one, not muscles one of, one of his parents was jacked yeah it's the lamarckian evolution his dad or mom was jacked and therefore he was jacked i don't know i guess all we really know is that they had probably some kind of underworld connection or had someone who was gonna try to kill them uh, so, I don't know, possible criminals, but, I mean... We'll have to check on Villains Wiki to see Kiryu parents. Like, we literally do. get, like, no information on them. Like, we don't know how old Kiryu was when they were killed. We, like, he never talks about them, so I guess maybe he was, like, an infant? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. And then we have one more message, um... Oh, hi, Susie. Hello. This is from, from friend of the show, Colin Patchadish, who says, The Kiwami 1 boat is very clearly just the Yakuza 0 boat, which is just the up-res Yakuza 1 boat. If you could reuse a set piece from your life or a video game too many times, what would it be? Uh, as I as I pointed out before, not the same boat. So it's apparently not the same boat. I think, I believe, I'm a, I'm a Yakuza 0 boat truther. And it, at the very least, it's a texture thing. Yeah, I mean, and also the wharf for you make the, you make for one fact, group of boat textures. You made them all, and yeah, I mean it's at Shiba or a wharf, but like how many how many docks are there? In, you know, wharfs are there in Tokyo? I think in terms of video game set pieces, um, falling clock tower from Bayonetta should be in every video game. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's... it doesn't matter what game. Like you're playing The Sims, and just at some point your house just turns into a falling clock tower. You're playing fucking Animal Crossing, and you can make a falling clock tower like your your house. Yeah, what's, what's um, like one of my favorite set pieces? Hmm. Running on missiles in Metal Gear Rising should happen in every video game. Yeah, like slicing a robot. Cleaning, oh, you know what? Here, half. here it is. I got it. In every game that you kill people, you should have to fight the sorrow and walk down a river. Oh, where all the that's enemies a good that you one. Yeah. yeah. So for Yakuza 0, it would just be one waiter, and he'd be like, Kiryu, I was a college student! <laughs> Why did you use me as a beach? I was shield? minimum wage! I wasn't even minimum wage, I had a tipped wage! It I sucks, Kiryu, as... do you know how bad it is? People in Japan, Japan doesn't even tip as a country, that doesn't make any sense! Uh, I well, get paid look, less than... It. Yeah. I'm American. I'm not, no, I'm not saying you, I'm <laughs> saying that this guy... Is so fucking like his life is so sad that he works a tipped wage on a country that doesn't do tipping. Oh no, poor guy. <laughs> Kiryu, I wasn't even associated with the Snake Flower Triad. You just killed me. Um, I do want to comment one thing, which is uh, that a response from at Demoon Rules on Twitter, who just says Ace Combat Seven JPEG dog every, <laughs> every game. I agree, that dog is fucking great, and also Ace Combat Seven is a good video game. 
And uh, for one more thing, um, every video game should have a scene where uh, every video game should have Stonehenge in it from the Ace Combat series. Just, just in general. Uh, let God, let me let game. me think up one. Let me think up one. Fuck, I can't think. Of it. No one does set pieces like platinum games. Is the thing? Yeah, it's like I'm trying to think of one from like Wonderful 101. Um, yeah. Uh oh, fucking uh I I know the the end of the the fucking Lambo fight in. Wonderful 101, where you're on the Oh my god. Yes. You fire the arrow through his heart and then split him open. I love that. So fucking good. So are you saying every video game should just have a scene where you uh, split a person hot dog style? Yeah, I did I did sword? already mention the, the Metal Gear Rising splitting the, the ray in half. So like... Yeah. Oh my god. Good. Anyways, that was a good question. I like that question. Yeah, Thank you. That was a good question. Um, Thank you, those are all of our questions for the week, though. So we're done for now. Yeah. Um, at once again, Kamarocha Radio. That's where you can leave us questions next week when we talk about the fucking last chapter of this game. Yay! Argyle, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Argyle underscore funk. You can also listen to my podcast, other one that I host. It's called Pod of Greed. It's P O D of Greed. It is about Yu Gi Oh! Currently GX um it's very good you should listen to it i I host it with my friends who i love thank you fuck yeah you can listen to my two podcasts there's one called slappers only it's a video game music showdown podcast that i do with max from pot of greed and then the other one you can look at is kylex y which is a podcast about kylex y we're on season two it's fucking great i love the show it's really a genuinely good show we are hosted by the noise space network from canada noisespace.xyz from the podcast overlord matt and you can listen to great shows on that network such as nana roy's nightmare nera and you can listen to kid nation nation you can listen to island shuffle you can listen to jurgenate you can listen to fucking wow cool robot you can listen to oh sonic shuffles on there now yes listen to sonic shuffle this is there's sonic shuffle so many choices so many podcasts you can find all of our episodes on yakuzapod.com. Convenient. And hey, fucking, if you like Yakuza or have a friend who listens to Yakuza, I always forget to tell people, hey, tell them about our, tell them about our podcast. Tell them about, yeah, tell them about, about our, our podcast. Journey. Tell them about our fucking podcast. It's a good one. You mean, you say, hey, do you like Yakuza 1? Maybe don't listen to this one. Because they get a little, one of their hosts gets a little salty about this game sometimes. Not Argyle, you don't get as salty as I do. I do sometimes. A little sometimes. Anyways, next week should be a fun week. Good chapter. Final chapter of the game. Then we'll be starting Yakuza 2 the week after and going sick of just thinking about it. In a good way. No, I love I love Yakuza 2. It's so fucking yeah. good. It's such a wild game. Yakuza 2, just to get people excited if they don't know what happens in it the the single weirdest craziest game in the series yeah it and goes wilder it. than it goes wilder than anything else yeah. in the whole series so it's incredible so that look forward to that two weeks finale next week thank you all very much for listening see you next time and as always kiwami means extreme bye so to Matatuna
Sur 